episode of the One Broke Actress podcast, an honest account of L.A. Actor Life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, a.k.a. One Broke Actress. I just want to start out by saying thank you so much for the feedback from last week's episode with casting director Erica Berger. She was incredible, and I hope you guys found some cool stuff in there. I thought it was really nice to just sit down with someone who is so often seen as like the enemy or something so dramatic, and she's actually just a normal person maintaining a job and a family in L.A. just like the rest of us. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and check it out. And if you did already listen, make sure to comment on my Instagram post from that podcast and let me know what you liked the best about it. Okay, today's podcast is with Paul Chimerian. You might know him from Dancing with the Stars. He is an incredible dancer and he's actually a pretty incredible actor too. We met um, uh, a little over a year or so ago um, in Sarah Mornell's class. You met Sarah in the first episode of the podcast. Um, so he references her a little bit because we share the same coach. But Paul is an amazing, amazing man. He is one of the happiest people I've ever met. Um, his drive and passion, the way he manages his time to get things done is something to strive for. He talks a little bit about his time management in the podcast today. Um, he also talks about how he transitioned from dancing to acting, which is not something a lot of people can pull off successfully, and he is doing it really, really well and very gracefully. He talks about networking, how he ended up getting his reps, um, and lots of other fun little tidbits he leaves us here and there, and you can just tell he's smiling the whole time. <laughs> so without further ado, please enjoy Paul Kamerian. <laughs> What's up, Paul? Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good. Um, so introduce yourselves. Tell everyone uh, who you are and kind of how you got to L.A. Okay. So my name is Paul Kermirian. I got to L.A. from day one. I was born in L.A. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was born in L.A., uh, born and raised. I was born in North Hollywood, raised in Glendale. Um, but I didn't get into the industry, per se, until I was like, like 20 or something like that. I started dancing when I was 17 years old. It was like a school project or something like that. And this girl I kind of had a thing for, she asked me to like learn salsa with her. <laughs> or sorry, Latin ballroom with her. And so I started dancing with her and um, for this project. And then it just took off from there. And we started competing and doing all these things. And then I ended up doing a So You Think You Dance in another country and ended up being the favorite dancer in that country. And then I came, like, that was just because I visited family in Armenia. Mm -hmm. And for, I ended up staying there six months. <laughs> and then so I came awesome. I came back to, like, America and I competed here. And then once I got my exposure here, it kind of took off. And there was a casting director that asked me th if I was interested in acting as well. And from B.I. Lee Thomas. Mm -hmm. um, and... So from there, I, I was like, yes, I'm totally interested. I just don't know how to get into it, all these things. And then she recommended me to Sarah and like a few other people for acting classes. And that's kind of like the gist of it. Wow. Okay. So we really, that's such a story. Okay. Let's dissect that. <laughs> yes, of course. So let's, let's, let's open at the, uh, let's open at the opening, the beginning. Uh, growing up in California. Yes. <laughs> I'm such a transplant. What was that like? So a lot of people think LA is like, ah, oh, it's LA. It's so specific. People, whenever they think LA, it's like Hollywood or like they uh -huh. think like the industry or whatever it is. Which is, I note, Hollywood's pretty gross. <laughs> it's really gross. Know. Honestly, I didn't really experience Hollywood until I was like 
in my 20s, basically, whenever I started acting and doing all these things, I was never in Hollywood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I was so far from it because it was I, I grew up in Glendale, which is kind of like its own little world. And like, mm-hmm. it's like far away from everything, but it's close to everything. So, um, yeah, growing up in Glendale was great. I, I went to I was completely normal. <laughs> <as> <laughs> I, grew up, I, I wasn't like uh, a Hollywood, Hollywood kid. kid. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't like that. It was it was it was actually really I, I had a great childhood and I I did every type of schooling you could think of. I did like public schooling, magnet schooling, private schooling, like everything. I had a taste of everything and it was it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so how you never thought that you liked dancing until you were 17? So my parents took me to like folk dancing when I was young, which okay. doesn't really <laughs> count. It was like for a year. Um, I kind of had like a knack for it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like I wasn't completely foreign. I felt like I had a sense of my body. I also did sports. I was like a lifeguard. I swam. I played a lot of sport sports in like junior high, high school. So I was kind of in tune with my body. It wasn't just out of nowhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but I think that when I was 17 and I just, it was so random. It was the way that the conversation sparked was we were just dancing at a party and it was like, and we just like a salsa came, a salsa song came on and (laughs) I just grabbed her and we started dancing and she's like, oh my God, you're so good. We should dance together. And I'm like, sure. Like I didn't think anything (laughs) of it, you know? And then whenever I, I, I had a great, like obviously my coaches were amazing when I first started, I had a great coach um, named Gregory Sidrakin who was like a national champion in ballroom and he had an amazing studio and I was lucky to have fallen into that you know what I mean so um yeah I think it was it's like I had a knack for it I was I was kind of it just was my calling I guess (laughs) I don't know (laughs) that's funny because I think everyone thinks they have to have their those kind of skills by the time they're like nine years old. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm still waiting for my skills to show <laughs> up in that arena. Uh, so that's funny that when you were 17, it kind of all came together. Well, also, I, I feel like me dancing, it wasn't like it just completely came naturally. I was like, of course, I think starting at 17, you, I was competing against people literally moving to LA when they were 18 that had been dancing their whole lives. So I didn't, I don't mean like I just started and I was hundred percent perfect and better <laughs> than everyone. Though. No, I, I like worked my ass off, like training and doing all these things. Cause at that time I had graduated high school and I was uh, a full-time student in college. I, did you go to school out here? I went to, uh, uh, Glendale Community College, and then I'm, I went to CSUN, which is Cal State Northridge. Okay. And I was, I don't know, I, I really wanted to dance. Like, I, it was such a huge passion of mine. And, like, but I, at the same time, I knew, I tra- wanted to be realistic. So I kind <laughs> of had, like, a, I had to have something to fall back on. You know, I, I started, uh, I was a full time student in college because I knew that maybe dancing isn't my thing. And, like, a lot of people were telling me, you're, freaking 18 years old and you just started dancing you know what are you thinking and Mm -hmm. so for me it was like either I need to work at it and like be amazing at it or I just need to let it be a hobby and something in me was like no work at it and be amazing you know Mm -hmm. and so I was training like hours and hours a day I was working three jobs to support like my acting um I'm sorry not my acting my dancing my school um like 
my training, like all wow. of these things. Yeah, it was like an intense three years of my life yeah. where I li didn't have a life. I would like go to school at 8 a.m. I would go to another uh, my like first job. Then I would go teach uh, and then I would train at night and then I would do my homework at like 12 a.m. And then repeat like every single day. And like it was it was it was a crazy time in my life. But also I look back on it and I'm like, like, that's the reason why I'm I was like able to pursue it as a career you know what i mean if yeah. i didn't work that hard for it you know and I so it's rewarding that's that's really cool and i think that it's cool to talk about the jobs too because i think everyone wants to like talk about the hard work of the dancing but it's like there were bills to be paid of course, <laughs> like you had to yeah, put food on the table course. what did you do what were your jobs i was a lifeguard okay i worked at a, a wholesale like like it was like um you know what hookah is? Yeah. <laughs> it was like hookah, like like we would supply hookah products to like oh, just a friend so of mine. Funny. It was like a like a, a f not a factory, um, like wholesale. It was okay. like a wholesale place for hookah stuff, like really random. My friend, he was like a manager there, and I needed a job, and I'm like, hey, can I just work there <laughs> for a few <laughs> hours a day? You know, and then I also taught dance. Okay. Uh, whenever I was like to kids and stuff like that, so it w I was a lifeguard. Yeah, taught uh, did the factory thing and then um, yeah, wow, d taught dance. How was your time management skills? S honestly, I'm so lucky that I had a sense of that, or else I would have never been able to like figure it out. Yeah, and I get that from my dad. My dad is like from. my dad was like an army. <laughs> like he was like really? super. He's super like like um regimented regimented and everything so i'm like i think i get it from him but because that's a skill especially being oh, yeah. in college mm -hmm. and anytime i would get free time and honestly like yeah college is difficult but really you're only going to it in like the day like early morning yeah. like the afternoon i mean i put all my classes in the afternoon because i <laughs> partied but a little in college yeah yeah <laughs> well i wish i did that in terms of sleep but uh -huh. i uh, i couldn't think of that at the moment um but it was like anytime i had like a free hour i would like look at like dance class i could take you know what i mean it was like yeah. that because also i didn't want to only be good at one style i wanted to be good at all styles so i was training not only in ballroom i was training in like contemporary and ballet and jazz wow. and hip-hop so i was like doing everything at all at once like it was literally like this folk <laughs> yeah a stressful <laughs> moment in my like time in my life like extremely like i was a zombie but I bet. but a good zombie you know <laughs> <laughs> did your did you have a social life i did how was the weekends <laughs> you know weekends at night weekends. <laughs> i mean it's like social life as in like I, of course, I w I would prioritize things, but mm -hmm. I did have a social life because what c what job was I gonna do at like on the weekend at night that mm -hmm. from my line of work that I had, and what class was I gonna take on a weekend at night? Like there was nothing. <laughs> you like, probably would have taken one if there was one offered. Yeah, though, weren't you? <laughs> maybe I probably would have. I I usually did on Friday nights. I would take like classes until like <laughs> nine thirty p.m. But, um. Like usually I was I was like, OK, but I also need to enjoy my life. <laughs> you know, I mm -hmm. can't just be so anytime I would find to enjoy, I, I would. Do you think you still people have more time, time like than that? they think? Sorry. Uh, no, go on. That's yeah. I, I, I'm really into like time management stuff, yeah. especially now, because I feel like I'm <laughs> so strapped all the time for like a second. Um, 
how like did you have a calendar i like to get into the nitty-gritty i'm so spontaneous so it's like i had a structure i had a structure of like okay school i'm going from this time to that time and then i know that i have to be at work at six or whatever it is so in between that i'm like let me because classes every day are completely different like in terms of taking contemporary or hip-hop or whatever it is so i would just look at okay what can i fit in this amount of time so i would look at my look at the schedule online and i would be like okay i could take this class from from this hour to that that hour i could drive to like studio city or whatever and take this class from that hour to that hour and then i could like literally it was like it was kind of like that it was like but i just believe that like First of all, I'm the type of per- maybe this has to do with it too. I'm the type of person I can't sit like still and do nothing. Mm-hmm. I have to always have something going on, and so I think that was a big part of it too. But I would just literally like drive all around LA, like going from one class to the other class, from work to school. I, and school was in Northridge, well, first in Glendale, but then in Northridge. So it was like I was just figuring shit out, and then also <laughs> not a convenient place, not at all. So it was like. It was, but what I'm saying is, like, I feel like people have more time than they think they have. You know what I mean? To, if you really want something, you'll make time for it. You won't make excuses. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's people that make excuses and there's people that make time. So I believe that in that period of my life, I was like, no excuses. I'm going to make it work. All of these things. I wouldn't even eat sometimes because (laughs) I was being, (laughs) I would be running around. Yeah. That sounds like early er, early 20s for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How old are you now? I'm 26. Okay. So how is this translated into your life now? Mm, well, I think I still have that same ideology. Um, like a while ago, I was, I think I translated it. I was still training. I'm still dancing. And I think that's what's cool about my career. It's not like I, I dropped one thing for another. Even though I'm acting now, it doesn't mean I'm not dancing. And a lot of people think it's like, I say I'm acting and they're like, oh, so you're not dancing anymore? I'm like, no, I'm just adding to my career. You know, I'm expanding. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just, it's cool to be doing both because first of all, you get opportunities for both, which is great. And second of all, it's like, I love both and I love immersing myself and like um, training in both. I mean, when like Sarah Mornell, our coach was here, mm-hmm. uh, like I would take advantage of like, I would try to take two classes from her rather than just one, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, I just, I tried to do that. And then of course there's like improv classes and there's like, like I, I was taking a while ago, I was taking scene study class, you know, like I felt like there's always something that you could be doing to fur- further your career and like yeah. yourself. And you're like a class junkie, aren't I'm you? A cl- I'm a, cl- I'm an, obs- like I'm a learning junkie. So it's <laughs> like anything, literally in anything. I, I love learning. Like I love reading articles about, and I'm such a, so my major in uh, college was psychology and I just love like people like the way people think and like i just like i'm the weird person that would be sitting down and looking at people while i'm like in a coffee shop or like you know what i mean you guys have to like i don't think there's a picture of you not smiling in the world but (laughs) you guys need to understand that paul is the smiliest person (laughs) i've ever met in my entire life that's funny a lot of people (laughs) say that and i'm like really am i okay (laughs) yeah it's like your people have resting bitch face and you have like a resting smiling face (laughs) got it okay not a bad thing (laughs) if it's your personality so getting into acting yeah what was that like adding that into your mix because by this time you were out of college Mm -hmm. right um yeah so i want to say i finished 
okay, I don't know the, the time period and what age I was or mm-hmm. anything like that, but I definitely finished college uh, before I started acting. Uh, and a part of it was because I was on tour and all these things and I was just taking online classes for college. Half of college, I wasn't even in college. You know what I mean? Is that when you went away and did Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, that's whenever I did like touring with Dancing with the Stars, So You Think You Could Dance, um, like Derek and Julianne Huff, like like that whole period. Like f- there, was, there was like a literally a, a year and a half to two year period where I wasn't even in L.A., which is great, but I missed it. You know what I mean? I, I love L.A. Like it's I love home and I love I think. And uh, with anyone, I think they n- people need to find a way of grounding themselves. And, like, like usually family is that for me, my family, my friends. And I'm so lucky to have that in L.A., you know? Yeah, your family's all here. That's yeah, so Yeah, my cool. family's all here. My friends are all here, like, from, like, childhood. And, and like, <sighs> of course, my, my friendship is expanding. Like, I have actor friends and I have... Um, like dance friends and i have like old work friends and like it just it the the network expands you know how mm-hmm. it is um but sorry what was the question <laughs> <laughs> um how the how oh, yeah, acting how d- started how d- how yeah okay so acting i've all like since it, being a kid i think even more than i wanted to dance i wanted to act i just even though I was in L.A., I didn't know how to break through into the, the industry. You know what well, I mean? Well, there's no, like, guidebook. That's there like, is no guidebook. Here's, a s- like, step yeah. one, take headshots. Yeah, step exactly. two, get agent. <laughs> it's like you just <laughs> need to immerse yourself in it. Yeah. Exactly. So, for me, it's like, somehow in dance, I happen to, like, just throw myself in the deep end and, like, it just worked out. Like, uh, I guess it started off by my friend asking me to dance with her and then I went to that studio and then from there I met people and then they told me one like piece of information here and then I went and I took from other studios and it just expanded but with acting it's like it's a whole new world it's like um, a lot of people think that like oh you're a dancer it should be easy for you to transition I'm like no not at all it's so different it's, it's like a totally it's a compl- completely different world I, I know this only because I don't dance and <laughs> I know how segregated this is yeah exactly <laughs> so Having some sort of exposure to um, the industry through dance, um, I had certain people like try to get me into like, hey, you should consider acting, like all of these things, and and I was like, yeah, I would love to. I just don't know how to get into it. And turns out, on my season of So You Think You Dance, there was um, a casting director that asked to meet with me randomly because they saw me through like fox like f- they contacted somehow that's and like yeah the, that's awesome yeah it's freaking awesome that's uh, <laughs> that's unheard of that's never happened in no. like any dancer's career and i was like well i'm freaking lucky <laughs> so um yeah it was uh it was really i didn't know what to expect i didn't know i honestly didn't even, even know who she really was like. Well, yeah. How would you if I you didn't, weren't involved? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know what a casting director really even <laughs> was. I didn't know what a producer was. I didn't know anything about anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just had an. I just. I'm like. I'm just dancer. You know. <laughs> I'm dancer Paul. So. <laughs> so did you have a? You had like a general meeting with her? I had a general meeting, and it, I think maybe it was originally to. For a, a role. Okay. Um, but because I was completely straight up, and I'm like, I have no experience i want to do it so bad but i have no acting experience and so what was cool was she recommended me to some places and like i just went and like i just started taking classes everywhere and i just started um taking 
and just like I took my dance training, I took my acting training. I was I was trying to absorb everything I could. Like I was taking like a cold cold reading class, and then I took a (laughs) scene study class, and then I took a like I don't know, just literally every spectrum of acting that you can think of, like that you would need a chemistry read class, like just tackling everything. Because a lot of people they just take one class and they're like, I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I wanted to tackle everything. And, and then she also recommended Sarah Mornell. And so this was like probably like six months, maybe even less into my acting. And, and then I met like when and I met with like Sarah. So I did the intensive. And then from there, it was like it just made so much sense what she said. And I loved her teachings. And uh, from then on, it just took off kind of in that in that that like idea of audition technique and being like the CEO of your own company and like taking it as a marketing, not a marketing, sorry, a more of a business, business and strategical way. And like, yeah. And, but also being completely real and like forgetting all the bullshit. It kind of just woke me up to the whole industry and like this, quickest way possible <laughs> so i got really lucky with that and then i met immerse. you and, then <laughs> <laughs> and here we are and here we are um how did you go about getting your representation uh reps i i just went and i like asked people for uh to recommend me and, and oh that's so ballsy well i mean not ask them to recommend me but like um yeah how did you ask like for real like i because people ask me all the time how do you get reps and i'm like i don't know you just like do well, it's such a hard thing to partially like sarah helped me a lot too like mm-hmm. in finding the right avenue and like finding um the right way to go about it i didn't go up to people and like recommend me now right. <laughs> you know it's like um, hot tip don't do that <laughs> <laughs> no never do that um i just i i just talked to like people and was like hey if there's any like and uh, actually a lot of people i was lucky enough a lot of people came up and said hey like you don't have reps i could totally recommend you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it was like it was kind of like that and it was really nice and i was like thank you so much thank you so much but i think because i had a dance thing it was kind of like a brownie point as well and then um you're also a really nice person and i think that thank you you're (laughs) welcome but i think that that's lacking in this business like just generally nice people so it's just I, nice to have those. The weird thing is, I don't, I don't see that. Like, I just mean, <laughs> you probably don't. <laughs> no, but what I mean is, like, I just, I feel like people are just like, I don't know. Maybe I just um, naturally avoid being people. Yeah, I, I maybe can, I can. F- I don't I know. Can see that for you. Or I'm just like, don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think you see good in people. Maybe I think it's you're that very, too. May- I think you're. I think you see good. I think you're rose-colored glasses. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I just never have had, like, of course, there's been people where I'm like, uh, I'm I'm not, like, going to go there and, mm-hmm. like, get close to that person or, or, like, deal with that. But there's majority of the time I feel like I meet great people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe I don't see the badness or the I only see goodness and I'm naive. But, um, yeah, I haven't had any problems with that yet That's for great. now. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I was I was lucky enough to have a lot of meetings and like meet people and um, get recommended to agents and managers and um, from there I picked people that I vibed with and I said thank you to people I didn't vibe with mm-hmm. and then I only have a manager right now I don't have an agent um, but 
again, I, I am, I'm the type of person where I, my dance agent I've had since the beginning of my dance career. And like I had a really good feeling about it and I vibed with them. And I want to create relationships like that in my rep world where it's like people that I just I'm vibing with. And I don't want it to be like I'm switching reps every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to be very uh, selective and sure. That's why I haven't had a, someone that I vibe with in the agent world yet. Yeah. But understandable. My manager's amazing. I love my managers. That's great. Yeah. It's hard to find good reps because oh, I've I've been through four managers. I am the I I've <laughs> the textbook of like like yeah. seeing sometimes for me I have to work with someone and see all sides of them and then I'm like, "Oh, this isn't going to work out." Um But that's totally understandable too. I just yeah. got lucky. That's yeah. what I mean, but You had some jackpots. Yeah. So it's good to I feel like people should know that it's it's cool to go like either way but i think that you have to know at the end of the day if someone works for you or not because exactly that's you don't want like a toxic no 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 because then you just and then you don't even want to like make them money yeah which is not going to move your career forward whatsoever yeah it's just such a it's such a sticky situation Mm -hmm. okay so you have reps so you start going on auditions yes so in comparison to classwork how did it feel going into some rooms paul every room is different Mm -hmm. it's really weird it's like of course, you could prep as much as you want in class, but you never know what's going to actually happen in a, in a audition room. I mean, sometimes casting directors read great with you, and sometimes they don't read so great with you. Sometimes <laughs> they want to talk with you in the room, and they want to get to know you. Sometimes they're super busy, and they don't want to. So I think for me, it's me. The idea that I have in my head every single time I go into an audition is be 100% prepared. Like, like don't expect to go into a room and just everything is going to work in your favor. You know what I mean? You have to like make it work in your favor. And I believe that like what you do in the room really does make a difference. Of course they have an idea of what they want. Sometimes they don't have an idea of what they want, but you could be perfect for the role, but if you mess up or you, you like somehow don't do what you're supposed to be doing in the room, then that could turn you off for future auditions, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, for that role itself. Or I just go to in the room to book, uh, sorry, not book the job, but book the room. So leave a good ex- impression and just do great work. That's literally my f- sole focus. Every time I get an audition, of course, I'm like, I would love to play this role. It would be awesome. <laughs> this is perfect for me. But it happens a lot. But you can't control that. And... If you, the more you attach yourself to something, the harder it's going to be whenever you don't hear anything and the harder it's going to be whenever like it doesn't work out and you're just like, or the funniest thing is like practicing your lines after you leave the audition room. (laughs) Uh, Do you ever do that? Like in the car, like, yeah, I can like, like hear it back in my head. You're just like, just keep doing it. I'm like, why am I doing it? The audition is done. Like (laughs) what, why am I doing this? Like, I've even done that sometimes, like, um, on set, like, after I do a scene, and I'm, like, I just keep doing the scene, and I'm, like, they move uh, past my close-up, like, everything is done, like, why am I still doing that? And it's just an idea of, like, of course, we always want to be better and better and better, and we always strive for perfection, but you can never reach perfection. I think that's another thing you have to think of, like, the perfection should be within yourself of, like, you did your best, like, you should never try to please anyone or anything like that, it's, like, 
the perfection is in the preparation, I guess, mm-hmm. where like you're so prepared that you know that you're going to do your best in the room. I agree. I think there's a lot of confidence that comes with that, too. So you don't feel all nervous, wrecky. <laughs> of course. Of course. What's your preparation process like? My preparation is, um, I mean, if there's a script, I have to read the whole thing. Um, but if there isn't, it's just about really bringing me to the character. I feel like, like Sarah says, just running it with someone mm-hmm. uh, for sure to like find the color in it and everything like that. And sometimes, well, most of the time, really knowing what you're going out for. Like, like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this so interesting and I'm going to make it me and I'm going to make it. And then <laughs> I'm like, but that doesn't make sense. This is a show that's so formula. It's so catered to um, a certain formula, a certain tone that don't, do extra stuff with it like i think that that was my problem for a really long time i'm like i'm gonna make it so interesting and so unique <laughs> and so and i'm like and but it's for like a cbs it's <laughs> like yeah hour. i'm like what am i doing just follow the tone follow the thing and of course like that's obvious you would think but a lot of times we just want to we i love acting like that's my thing i love acting that's what that's why i do that and it's like I want to make it unique to me and I want to make it interesting, but not all. It's a job. Like that's kind of what you have to think about. It's mm-hmm. a job and that's how you have to see it, not anything else. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, how, uh, like when you booked your first job, yeah. what was it? Uh, my first ever acting thing was, um, I mean, I did some small things here and there mm-hmm. for like a little web series, like of a friend's thing, but my first ever like, co-star job thing was uh for switched at birth okay it was um a co-star and it was a it was fun it was fun being on like a an actual set and like seeing how different it was and how crazy it was and fast how fast so fast and then i didn't know when my clothes like there were so many things that you have to like learn on set like the biggest thing was i didn't know that they don't tell you when your close-up is and all these things yeah. and like they just move on and you just need to be on set to learn that's like the biggest thing like i've had taken so many classes but i didn't know you know what i mean yeah no i'm all i'm all about that i'm always mm-hmm. telling people like if you have a, a chance if you were lucky enough to be on a set mm-hmm. it is a great time to listen i call it free class of course because there's so absorb, many absorb. you would love that you love class yes uh, <laughs> exactly that's why i'm so set. many like learning, you know, what type of camera it is, like mm-hmm. what the lighting <coughs> guy's doing, make friends with the sound people, like the everyone has something everyone. to teach you. And also asking a PA like a question, they love to answer questions. Mm-hmm. They would love to like teach you something. I would mm-hmm. love if someone asked me a question. Exactly. It's the best. So set is a full on thing. For sure. So what's how's it going now? Like what's the what's been the process for you? You're kind of in the business. Were you uh in SAG from being on Dancing with the Stars? I'm sorry, uh, so so you can dance? I got lucky. I did a lot of SAG jobs in my dance dance stuff, um, dance world, before I had to join SAG. (laughs) I did like at least seven or eight. I know. They say it's supposed to be three, but you can... (laughs) I shouldn't say this on the recording, but whatever. But you can really do a lot more than that. Well, I I think it depends. I think it depends on the project. Some, Some... I think it's not to the point that you could be SAG eligible, but it's mm-hmm. not to the point where they require you to be SAG that they that you have to sign up. And that happened on my acting thing. 
that's whenever I think I really had to join the union before I went to the the job. Yeah. It's for like a guest star or something. And it was like two days before and I'm like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Did you join after they merged with AFTRA? So did you pay the big big fee? This was like... I mean, I haven't. I've only been acting for like two years. No, that's why I like. So I, I like, think a year. Ago, I like these ideas because this very, year this is very fresh to you. Yes. Um, and so that's why I want to talk about like first jobs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, you had to join right before you went on set. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I knew it was SAG after. Such yeah. a bitch. It was like thirty-two hundred dollars. It's crazy. It's so insane. But this is how I like to think about it. It's an investment, and you hopefully will like push yourself to get more jobs to pay that off you know what i mean it's like that's the goal you know it's like that's your rose-colored glasses paul but (laughs) (laughs) you see what i'm talking about now (laughs) but what i mean is like what i mean is like um yeah it's 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 so annoying it's so annoying paying that 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 and still paying it like i just did a job in there like oh you have to (laughs) you have to pay and i'm like oh so basically i'm not gonna get anything from this job yes (laughs) <laughs> thanks i know i just got my statement and i haven't like made sag income in like the past couple months now you still owe us and it's like yeah i'm like i understand it's worth but it just hurts a little <laughs> yeah i think i think that they should just if you're uh but i get it you have to pay the union <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, i'm but trying to think around jobs. it and i'm like but i get it you have I'm to pay sure. the union okay fine However, if you guys aren't uh, on their paperless dues billing, you could save money by doing that. Oh, really? Yeah. So go online and are, are you signed up for it? Fun fact. They have I paperless statements. So they don't send you any mail. And they send it through email? Yeah. I saw that. I saw it's that. It's great because it, it just overall saves on cost of mailing and then hopefully eventually they'll make save money on the union at for some residuals point. as well yeah small small victories on that that's awesome yeah so yeah so going from something like co-star to guest star to um you've done some things that have combined acting and dancing mm-hmm. um how how has that been for you um i think it's cool to combine two things that like i love doing of course um and it's always fun it was actually hard to dance and uh, act at the same time mm-hmm. because um you like i had to hit cues and like not only did i have to guide like so the job that i did was for one day at a time it was like this um havana nights like like flashback situation cool. uh, where i had to like this, i was wooing this being mr suave wooing this girl to like dance her and uh, dance with her and like we did like a little salsa thing and so i had to lead her into the moves because she wasn't a dancer even though she did amazing uh but she wasn't a dancer and so i had to lead her into it but i also had to speak spanish oh which do you I'm, speak spanish no i'm not fluent i'm not i'm not fluent in spanish i know it i've learned it like i can fake it really well mm-hmm and it was Cuban Spanish, so it was a little different. But so I had to <laughs> I had to speak Spanish, and I had to dance, and I had to like hit my marks musically, hit my marks um, physically. Yeah. Um, so it was it was actually harder than like there were moments where I was like I know these lines, but I'm just forgetting 
things. Like there was so much. It was like multitasking. It's multi, like legit multitasking. So it was, it was, and it was kind of live. It was like a sitcom situation. So there were moments where I was just messing up, and I'm like, "What is going on?" I thought <laughs> I had like a brain problem, but uh, it was, it was great. It was really fun being a part of that. It was like my first step out of co-stars kind of thing. So yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So for you, what is your opinion on right now? Because the big the big push in Hollywood right now is this the divi- diversity push, and it's uh, it's great. Um, yes. Way overdue, mm-hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> but uh, how is that? Has that changed anything for you? Has that affected your um, coming into the acting world? What do you think? I think I came into the acting world. Right as a push started. <laughs> I think you did too. I think you came at the perfect time. Literally the perfect time. And so I I think just be – I feel like – okay, so I agree there should be diversity, but sometimes it's too much. I feel like – you know uh-huh. what I mean? It's like they sh- there should still be opportunities for people that are not diverse. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> but but th- I feel like it's unfortunate – for it's people, a, it's a weird time because it is a weird time. We don't, I don't want to say like I would never say something to the effect of like, oh, that big diversity push day. No, of but course it's also not. like I don't go out as on as many auditions right now because nobody's nobody's casting young white girls really, except like Freeform um, and some CW. But like no one's, it's not really happening right now. Which I think they took it to an extreme kind of it's like yeah, I understand <laughs> I understand like diversity and everything but you don't have to go to the extreme for it I feel bad because a lot of friends of mine uh who aren't diverse are having trouble with that and I'm like well I mean it's great for me and I'm I'm happy but at the same time it's like that sucks like like it should be equal you know what I mean mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like pushed to one side anyways I, I don't know. I, I, I think that it will come back to a balance. You know what I mean? Says. But, but yeah, I, I'm lucky. Yeah, you hit the jackpot. <laughs> I hit the jackpot. Do you think that's helped you then along the way um, in the past couple of years? Of course. Yeah. I definitely think so because more opportunities and um, what's cool is like my career so far in the acting world is so different, like so Diverse in diversity. I don't know how to explain it, but like every single role I've played has been completely different. And I That's mean like awesome. opposites. Like like the the Spanish thing that I did, it was like this Rico Suave guy. I recently played this guy that's like super timid and super shy and like really awkward. And then I played this character where I had a British accent and I was like a Persian prince. I had to speak Farsi, which also no. I don't know. I know, right? <laughs> Which also I don't know. And so, and he's like this. I had to have a perfect British accent. Like, um, he's like a Persian. And and then I also played like this popular like guy that just is an asshole and like literally just all this whole spectrum of people that I've I've been fortunate enough to pay, play. But what's cool is that. What I like about the diversity push is that it's not only diversity push in we need a person that's like tan, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like it's creating opportunities for like um, people that are diverse to have diverse roles. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's well, not like a stereotypical diverse role. You know what yeah. I mean? No, we're telling different stories now. Exactly. I think we're getting more more interesting entertainment because we're not just seeing sitcom-y exactly. family around the table type stuff. I think exactly. we're getting more worlds introduced to us. Which makes sense because all American is not what it the idea you know what i mean it's like all american is mentality yeah all american is diversity nowadays Mm -hmm. like people are so like there's families are so mixed and like there's so many different like um living situations and like people nowadays in it's america's melting pot i mean it makes sense to be diverse an epic melting pot exactly i love that about this town yeah it's so cool that's awesome yeah you've done so much I'm, like I'm so, so fortunate. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is great because it's pretty recent for you. Yeah. What do you wish you knew before you started in the acting world? Oh, wow. I feel like there's a lot, but then also I'm the type of person that doesn't regret, mm-hmm. like in terms of where I am right now, uh, because I love I love the course that I'm I'm taking in my life right now. And I feel like there isn't, as I'm learning, I'm... It's it's more interesting for me the journey rather than the destination kind of thing, where it's like everything I know now. If I knew when I first started, it would just be boring. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like um, I think the biggest thing that I would say when I first started, I would have wanted to know, um, which I kind of started to know uh, soon in my career, which I got really lucky for. But is the idea that majority of acting and this whole industry you have to have a business mentality and you can't just think that it's all about the craft and it's all about being like super artsy and like it, like I'm an actor Wouldn't you know it be fun if that was true <laughs> I know but it, I mean you ha- in, in in any sense you have to know your craft and you have to be great at your craft that's 100% like that's without a doubt but I think putting more time into the business side of it and understanding that you're in an industry where it's majority of the people giving you jobs are have a business mentality and you have to kind of be able to market yourself and you have to be able to like understand um like who you are as an actor and what your kind of like your what your brand is and like you have to be the CEO of your own company all of these things so i think that's the most important thing for actors nowadays is to be have that business mentality with their art mentality, creative mentality. How do you merge and be creative the in two? a business way? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. How do you merge the two? Like, what's your what's your business side of the world? I think my business side is really knowing who I'm like that. Like I said, like really knowing like the people that I'm dealing with on a constant basis is like agents and producers and casting directors and directors and these are all people of course they have an art size but artistic side but a lot of them that are giving me my job are like business people you know what I mean they're they're working in nine to five you know what I mean so um for for me it's really just knowing who I'm talking to and not being like oh I'm an actor and I'm I know I'm great at what I do of course you have to know what you're you're great at what you do and you have to be 100 percent but you also have to think from a different end and like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, you know what I mean? No, I don't know I if do. I'm explaining it correctly, but. No, I do. You have to work. Your work has to be done for the people in front of you and for the suits behind them. <laughs> exactly. It's the suits. Exactly. Exactly. 
So well do said. you, are you saying you do like pretty good like research? Is that like your business side? Like what in specifics, like, um, watching TV, doing research, like what's, what do you get down into? Um, I think it's like the idea that if you meet someone, um, you have to know how to correctly pitch yourself in a way, you know, you have to, you have to be able to like, for example, like Twitter nowadays, social media, like, like you have access to so many things and there's so many ways of creating opportunities for yourself that a lot of people don't use. You know what I mean? It's like you could have someone's email that's a, like, of course, don't be annoying and don't be stalker or whatever it is. But <laughs> you can you can contact people and you could like, I don't know. It's like it's not only about being great at taking class and all that stuff. It's also about being able to talk to these people that are in an industry and connecting with them and like there's so many writers on twitter that don't have any followers you could just follow them and like i don't know just like some of their stuff and not in a fake way just like genuinely like connect with these people that are there and like um create opportunities for yourself for casting directors for directors and all these all these people out there that are constantly looking for people, you know, and looking for inspiration. And and there isn't only one way to do it. I think that's what I'm saying. There's so many different ways, avenues that you could um, get to your goals, reach your goals with. Yeah, that's awesome. That's perfect. I think we're going to I think we're going to call it here. Um, Mm -hmm. Paul, if people want to find you or hear more about you, um, where should they go? Well, my social media is at Paul Kermirian. My last name is K-A-R-M-I-R-Y-A-N. A lot of people have trouble saying that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, on all social platforms, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, and everything, I'm Paul Kermirian. And I also have my website, which is www.paulkermirian.com. I, I try to make it easier. www. No, H-T-T-U-P. Colon slash slash. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. that's that's me. Perfect, guys. Check out Paul, and I will talk to you in just a bit. Thank you. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much, Paul, for coming to record with me. I love you. He's so adorable. And thank you so much, as always, to all of you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing the podcast, for rating it, reviewing it. Tell me on Instagram what you liked so much about this episode. Tell me your takeaways. Um, make sure to check me out as well at Sam Valentine and OneBrokeActress.com. And thank you as always to Maggie Zabo for our awesome theme song. And never fear, next week is Thanksgiving, but we will be back with an episode no matter what. So I'll see you then. Bye.